Hey everyone, this week on the Food About Town podcast, I sat down with Jose Abarca from Itacate Restaurants in Gates and Penfield, and we talked a little bit about his background and the restaurant and about uh, authentic Mexican food. This will be the last week the podcast is recorded on my iPhone. In the future, it will be recorded on this microphone, hopefully sounding a lot better for everybody. So uh, sit back and enjoy. Jose Abarca from Itacate in Penfield. How are you doing today, Jose? Very good, Chris. So, I guess I'll start off with saying I've been a fan for a while, both of this restaurant and the the gas station location in, is that technically Chai Lai? It's actually pretty much the border of Gates, Spencerport, and Chai Lai. So, right in the three corners, as it's known nationally, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so I'm a fan. I love real Mexican food. And when I tried the gas station for the first time, it was apparent that you guys really cared about Mexican food. Not Mexican-American food, but real Mexican food. And it was, um, drew me to it right away. Yeah. Um, how did you end up starting what I would call a taqueria in a gas station? Well, um, I've been in Rochester since 1980, 1988. And um, always worked in hotels and restaurants. Um, having a restaurant of mine actually was something that was always in the back of my mind, but for one reason or another, never really got to do it. My last job was um, as a district manager for a restaurant chain. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, after several years of riding the throughway uh, from Utica <laughs> to Buffalo. That's a lot of riding. Yes, it is. Um, decided that you may be time to, you know, the time was right. Kids are now almost done with high school, so it was probably the time to, to do it for us. And uh, we decided to to give it a shot at a location that overhead-wise was not a big risk. And we hooked up with the folks at Aromart, and that's how we started. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of how the food trucks are popping up nowadays. Yes. You know, a lot of people trying to get something interesting done with low overhead, low risk, but trying something that doesn't really exist in our area. Yeah, well, you know, and it's something that we knew. We knew we liked it as Mexicans. <laughs> we didn't know really how um, how the public was going to react, but needless to say, the, the public's reaction has been really, really good. Well, that, that's great to hear because, you know, I know in general what we get in Rochester is what I would refer to as either Mexican-American or Tex-Mex food. And I always thought there was a hole for somebody who did real Mexican food. Yes, and um, we actually have been blessed in that way because we have a lot of folks who um, either are transplants from um, the Southwest or have lived out there and come back and... um, and have, um, you know, we have a great deal of people that actually enjoy our kitchen, our cooking, because um, they can relate uh, to our kitchen, our food, to what they are used to in the southern states, yeah, like Arizona, California, New Mexico, Texas. Sure. So how, how would you describe the food that you do at Itacate? Well, it's homemade, uh, fresh. Um, authentic. Uh, we really pay attention to recipes 
um, the only reason we will variate uh, is if an ingredient is not available or like in the case of our carne asada, which originally was Tampiqueña style, uh, the steak itself is made out of skirt steak. Uh, but, Which I uh, love. I mean, skirt steak's a phenomenal <laughs> cut of meat. However, not not everybody um, can cut skirt steak or know how to cut skirt steak. So um, people were struggling, um, and they were finding it a little tough, so we had to variate it. Uh, we took away the Tampiqueña name because now it was not really Tampiqueña mm-hmm. style, and we just left it as carne asada because... Um, we replaced it with a delicious and very juicy uh, uh, strip loin. Sure, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, it's there's still room in that. Authentic is a very loaded word sometimes. Yes, it is. Because it forces you into a very specific style. But there's always room for variations as long as you're capturing, at least for me, the spirit of what authentic is. Correct. And, um, you know, it's, it's great you mentioned that because in Mexico we do have lots of variations. Um, we have, uh, we have, very, uh, sorry. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, that was my wife. Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, Happens all the time. Second. And we're back. So we were talking about uh, authentic. Yeah, variations. And uh, uh, at home, you know, just like uh, many Italian Americans would have here, uh, back home we have variations, you know, from from one family to another. Uh, in so many different regions, too. Correct, in, in regions, too. Yes, absolutely. Where where you would have enchiladas, uh, potosinas, from the town of San Luis Potosí, which are made a certain way. Then uh, the more metropolitan enchiladas suizas, uh, you would have a totally different recipe for the same item, and so on and so forth. So. Sure. So you said you've been in Rochester for... Long time, yeah, right? 24 years. Old. Where did you come from originally? Acapulco, Mexico, in okay. the Pacific side of uh, Mexico, yes, uh, south, southern Pacific of Mexico, yeah. which is does have its very own unique style compared to the rest of Mexico, correct? Correct. Um, many, many folks, uh, or I, I should say, many dishes um, are pretty. Uh, general throughout the country, like enchiladas, tacos, etc. Sure. But Acapulco being right in the ocean, it does definitely allow, um, allow for influences. Uh, just uh, everything to do with fish. Like, sure. for instance, quesadillas. We, we have fish quesadillas in Acapulco, which are something that we eventually are going to be introducing into uh, Itacate in Penfield soon. But uh, we have actually sold that and uh, it's it, it's a great it's a great um, little item that um, that we have ad- adapted from the original quesadillas from Mexico City. Sure. Um, it, tacos, the same thing. Fish tacos from Ensenada. Um, really, corn and fish really don't get along very well, but in Ensenada, in the Baja Peninsula, they actually created this item um, just because of their <laughs> influence with, um, with, yeah, from the ocean. That's interesting. So, how was the transition from the original gas station location at the Aeromart to opening this full-service sit-down place in Penfield? Well, actually, we, we saw the the business model being very successful for us in Aromar, and um, we we actually thought we were going to continue in that trend 
However, this particular vocation came available. Uh, we were made aware of it. Um, started talking to us, fell in love with the location, and um, here we are. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic here too, which is uh, which is nice. A, a lot of traffic. A lot of people see us. Yeah, a little fast traffic though. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, so personally, I I really enjoyed. Um, the that authentic style here, you know, with the with the carnitas and you know when you serve the taco, it's with cilantro and onion and lime. It's not with iceberg lettuce and cheddar cheese, you know. Yeah. And I I appreciate that. Um, so how how have people responded to this authentic style? It's fairly unique in our area. Correct, and uh, that's a little bit of a struggle still for us. You know, people still ask us why is it that a Mexican food does not serve sour cream. <laughs> right, right. But uh, you know, that's something that we we just have to to to, to face, deal with, uh, educate, you know, share stuff. Uh, situations like this one are right. a great great scenario for us um, um, to to actually share with folks that uh, a good taco is just tortilla, meat, cilantro, onion, salsa. And that's about it, you know. And uh, oh, you gotta squeeze the lime. And gotta you, squeeze yeah. the lime. <laughs> so, um, other than that, you know, it's it's very simple. It's, uh, Mexican food can be very very simple, except that you know, uh, folks around here have uh, grow, grown accustomed to a different concept. And just by sharing it every day, explaining, telling the servers what to explain to the customers. Um, uh, having the, the servers themselves taste the food and really share their personal experience with the customer, I found that that's a really good way to convey uh, what we're all about. Um, it helps when we have customers from uh, the south southwest uh, of sure, the absolutely, States, uh, because a lot of them know. And uh, it's funny because as I'm working the floor, um, when I find folks from that area, um, actually they. Uh, they make a point of uh, telling me that, and uh, and then I see how folks from uh, other tables nearby they just listen up, and sometimes they ask questions or following to that. It's a really nice dynamic. Yeah, and that's something I, I've always liked to do. Is you kind of have to be unafraid to just tell people, hey, this is this is what I grew up with. This is this is my passion, and I think people respond to. People that have real passion about their food and their, I don't want to use the word heritage, but you know that that background, and it's its not fake. You it know, is, people like that. You make a great point because I found that by telling folks that this is what I grew up eating, um, this is what my mother fed me, this is what my grandmother used to cook for us, this is what Lourdes, my wife, uh, used to cook for her, uh, for, for her family, um, uh, what her mother uh, cooked for, for them. Um, and those are the recipes that we have in our in in, in our menu. You know, uh, the asado de puerco is my wife's recipe from her mom. You know, and uh, the ceviche is my recipe from my mom and dad, and, and so on and so forth. And, uh, and and it's so easy for us to to tell people that because you know that we know exactly what goes in it. We know exactly how to uh, how to cook it, and, and 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 we just you know enjoy sharing that that little. With them, so taking that next step to what I would call more exotic ingredients for our market, there's things like lengua, you know, beef tongue, and, or whatever kind of tongue. Let's leave it at beef. Sure, beef tongue. 
Let's leave it at beef. And uh, things like Huitzilacoche, you know, the the corn fungus that obviously we don't get anywhere in Rochester. Um, I know you have some interest in those things, of course. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, are those kind of things you're looking to explore? And are there other ingredients that you haven't had a chance to use yet that you'd like to try here eventually? Well, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we just inserted into our... Uh, regular menu, uh, a chayote and poblano pepper soup or cream. Mm. Okay, it basically is uh, chayote is a squash that looks like a pear, is green and a little prickly, not too much. Um, and I'm lucky enough to to actually have found a, a steady supplier of that. Oh, that's awesome! So uh, here in the Northeast and. Uh, so uh, I, I have that soup in the in, in the in the menu now. The flavors are very unique, although somewhat familiar. Sure. Um, uh, it's a cream that is very simple, simple, not very heavy on the cream side, but heavy on the two vegetables that are the main ingredients. Um, like I was saying, the chayote is a is a squash, and the poblano pepper is the same exact uh, pepper that we use for the chile rellenos. Right, which is a great choice. And, and, and the flavors of dough, they just come alive in, 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 that, in that cream. So it's something that we are doing now. Um, Achiote is also a spice uh, that uh, is in our regular menu. And uh, we started with a grilled chicken, although uh, cochinita pibil is a dish from the Yucatan Peninsula that is very, very popular. Um, uh, very, uh, putting it simple, it's just pork marinated on the achiote and, um, and wrapped with banana leaves, cooked for a while. Uh, so you get all those flavors from the banana leaf, a little bit of smokiness, but it's a smokiness that we're not accustomed to here in the Northeast. And uh, another stuff, like you, you mentioned with La Coches, uh, if we get a, su- a steady supplier of that, a recent, reasonable steady supplier, well, of that course. we would have that. Uh, but there are things like queso chihuahua, which is what is used for um, uh, for, for our quesadillas. We don't use the, the usual mozzarella or cheddar, which are really not Mexican cheeses. We use chihuahua cheese for our quesadillas. Which is a good melting cheese compared exactly. to a queso fresco. Correct, correct. And um, it's, um, it, it's a very soft... I would say a mild, a, a mild provolone with the sharpness of a Swiss cheese. Yeah. If you can compare or marry those two. In uh, other items, um, octopus. I hope to introduce it. <laughs> I love a good squid. Uh, Nothing yeah, wrong with that. Yeah, uh, and uh, octopus in a ceviche also is a good thing. Um, maybe have that as an option for folks. Uh, sure. Um, uh, Another thing that this time of year we're trying to see if we can come up with an option to, to do it is um, uh, pumpkin flour quesadillas. Hmm. Interesting. We're, we're struggling about that. We tried to do it last week as, an, as, a, as, a, as a special, but it didn't really pan out. We didn't have enough flowers. But, yeah. Uh, but it's uh, stuff like that that we use in our in our kitchen back home that we would love to little by little introduce into Rochester's market. Sure. Well, that's very exciting. From my perspective, I love to hear people trying new things and really trying to push the limits of what uh, um, what really the food scene is here. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's – let's see what else we got here. 
say we talked about what kind of food you like to eat at home. I mean, yeah. that's the basic. Do you, do you get a chance to eat out at all? I know you're probably pretty busy with both the locations. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do. Um, I, there are plenty. I, I'm a fan of Italian food. Sure. <laughs> Although my wife, really, believe it or not, she prefers a good home-cooked uh, meal at home. And uh, uh, day off, Sunday, you know, that's usually what she likes to do. Although she likes to go out for Italian. Sometimes we like Thai. Sure. Um, Thai and lemongrass is also something that's part of uh, um, my neck of the woods. Really? Uh, we've seen, yeah. I've never heard that before. Lemon, yeah, well, um, there was trade between the Philippines and Mexico way back in the 1800s, and uh, uh, the Spaniards were in control of both areas, uh, and so they had trade between those two nations, and uh, lemongrass somehow found its way from uh, the Philippines into, or the Southeast so Asia, Asia right, right. To, to, to Mexico. That's really interesting. It's, I'd never heard that before. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. So, um, other things that we are doing out here um, in a regular basis, we, su- we, we serve uh, menudo, uh, which is... Which is a little bit aggressive if people, yes. don't, if people aren't used to the uh, uh, awful ingredients. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a very hearty and very... Um, I think how they often refer to it is a very manly soup. You know, it's got it's got a lot of strong inner ingredients in it. Correct, and uh, and pozole. Pozole is also something that I I'm pretty comfortable to say that uh, an up and coming dish into the to the states. Uh, three variations: the white pozole, green pozole, and the most popular one, which is the red pozole. Mm. Uh, pozole is basically hominy corn. Uh, with chicken and pork, broths and meats, and all sorts of uh, different fixings that you, fresh fixings that you can add as, as the pozole is serving to your dish. It's a broth, um, kind of soupy, sometimes can be a little thick. Most of the time it's a little uh, more watery, uh, or brothy, I should say. Um, delicious flavors, lots of oregano in it, uh, pepper. Um, pork rinds, queso fresco, um, radishes, and so on and so forth. So um, anybody intrigued about it, they can go to our Facebook page. There is a picture of the pozole that we served here one time. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So um, and you're going to see more of that um, in, in, of that particular dish in my restaurant. So that's, yeah, hearing you talk about that, it just reminds you, like I said, about the passion that I saw in both places, the original in this place, which is what drew me here and is why I'm talking to you today because I identify with people that find passion in their work and seeing you guys try to improve, not just in giving people what is normal, but with, like I said, pushing that food scene ahead, something Rochester is getting better at over time. Yeah. It's new. I mean, both in what you guys are doing, what other people are doing in restaurants. It's exciting as somebody who follows the food scene and somebody who loves food to see people really trying to push these cool things in our market. So. Well, I will tell you, back in 1988 when I first came to today, um, people didn't know what habanero was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and habanero today is the hottest, uh, no pun intended, the hottest pepper out there. Absolutely. And, um, and and to see folks come in here and just devour our sauces and uh, not be 
bothered by the heat. To us, it's like, wow, this is awesome because now we can really bring out a lot of those flavors from back home uh, without uh, hesitating too much. You know, we still have folks that we have to cater to, but uh, there's a good, good group of people out there who really, really enjoy a good hot pepper, and you know, they come here, they come to the right place. <laughs> yeah, and I think Food TV and yes, you know, they really have explored um, Mexico as a not just a commodity. It's there's a real value in the different kinds of cuisines and all these. There's so much to learn about, and I think it's uh, opened people's eyes to it. And uh, yeah. I think you guys are doing some of that here in Rochester, which um, thank God I for thank Andrew you for. Zimmer. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> one of the best guys around. And uh, Anthony Bourdain. Absolutely. Yes, yes. those you two know? guys really. Um, a lot of folks know about them, and a lot of folks know about what they, uh, what you know what they have learned from these two guys and uh, and we hope to you know hopefully um help out you know educating sharing and having people try unique new flavors that uh, are still yet to come well jose thank you for your time i really appreciate you sitting down with me and uh, i look forward to seeing uh, where things go from here chris it's a pleasure and thank you very much for uh, the time